Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is the Fresh Art International podcast. I'm Kathy Bird. Once upon a time, the world was my recording studio. Since 2013, Miami, Florida has been the city I fly home to after exploring art scenes around the world. We've produced more than a few episodes about Miami. The city is a destination for contemporary art. In March 2020, when the coronavirus pandemic put a hold on travel, my territory shrank to the 400-square-foot studio where I live in Miami Beach. Staying in one place has given me the opportunity to encourage new voices in podcasting. I've invited Giselle Hero and Janae King, both Miami-based educators, to join me in producing stories for Fresh Art International. Today you'll meet them as we talk about art, storytelling, and the next generation of creative podcasters. I am Janae King. I was born in Hollywood, Florida. And I currently reside in Pembroke Pines, so just a little bit west. And I attended university and studied English. That is my passion. I love to write. That is something that I've been doing since I was in elementary school, poetry to be specific. And now I'm an educator, so I get to use my love for writing and reading. I'm Giselle Hero. I um, was born in Miami, Florida. I live in Miramar right now, and I went to Florida International University and got my bachelor's and my master's in communication, did some journalism, did some public relations. Now I do communications, and I also teach as well. So I love reading, I like learning, I like art, things like that. You've been working different ways for Fresh Art International so far. Mm -hmm. Janae as a copy editor and writer, and you as a writer and organizer and database developer. And now I've asked you to get involved in the podcast itself. What sparked your interest in doing that? Well, you know, for me... I just love the storytelling, and especially if we're bringing it back home too, to Miami and to South Florida, exploring more of what Miami, what South Florida is, because I feel like a lot of people, when they see Miami, think of Miami, they think of South Beach, and there's so much more. Growing up, maybe I'd say around high school, we started doing picture reading in class, and I was like, wow. Art is important. Photography is important. Murals are important. Sculptures are important. So then it just, I don't know, started getting into museums and being allowed and afforded the chance to help to spread the understanding of art is something I just could not turn away. Well, what is one of the episodes that you've listened to that was a big discovery for you. The episode about Pahokee stood out to me. Maybe it's the teacher in me, and I loved hearing 
the voices of young people, specifically high schoolers, who are in an area that is disadvantaged and it has absolutely nothing to do with them. They have no choice in how their environment affects their their everyday life, but they make the best out of it. There was one girl, she was talking about being so involved in school, but it wasn't until she got involved with the filmmakers that she was able to step outside of her community. That to me is so important. My name is Nakiria Nelson, and I was a cheerleader. I was president of National Honor Society. I was president of student council. I, I did everything basically at school. I was involved in everything. What impact did it have on you to have been in this documentary? Patrick and Yvette in general have like, they've changed my life so much. And the film has introduced me to so many things. Like I've traveled a whole lot due to the film. Like I've been to Paris, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to Utah, I've been everywhere within a year. Talk about opening up your world. Yeah, so yeah, it's been great. Like we have a personal relationship and them taking this film of my senior year, it gives me a chance to you know look back and see so much growth and reflections and stuff like that. So I, I'm so grateful for them for that because they captured it for me. Traveling, learning, being exposed to things that are not your everyday. She's breaking generational curses of being stuck. And that's what art helps to do, the exposure. So that's, that's an episode I adore. My favorite one is the public poetry with Oh Miami and then the Little Haiti stories too. I love that one because it really speaks about how even though a place like Little Haiti is getting gentrified, yes, this is happening, we recognize it, but we also know that there are people here that are being affected. So how can we bring their stories out into the light and how can we integrate them into what is happening right now? So the story about the umbrellas, they made these umbrellas and were giving it to the people in Little Haiti. And just seeing people walk by with these like big blue design district umbrellas and feeling like, like, damn, like that's not like you shouldn't be carrying that in Little Haiti. You know, like it's just these tools of marketing for gentrification. We just thought that it, it Little Haiti deserved one of its own. Describe the umbrellas. So they're bright red reminiscent of the Haitian flag, red with white text and blue text mixed in together. And they also have a Haitian parable on them that says, which means a leaky roof fools the sun, but it doesn't fool the rain. My father grew up around little Haiti. So hearing about all of that, it really kind of brought it back home. I invited you to be guest producers for the fall 2020 student edition and to introduce stories that University of Miami students recorded in spring 2020 when there were still regular classes, when school was happening before the global coronavirus pandemic. I'm wondering what about the Miami Moves Me podcast specifically did you discover about Miami that you didn't know? Listening to 
the Miami Moves Me podcast was really interesting for me. There were some things that I didn't know existed, like the the Miami Circle, for example. So my name again is Catherine Hummingbird Ramirez, and I'm the Carib Tribal Queen. She explains to us that she considers all the infrastructure in Brickell as abominations and monsters of the sky. Because this is a very powerful site and a very big piece of history. And we're going to destroy it to build one of these monsters. I call it monsters. You guys don't, but I do. And so we had to stop them because Native American sacred sites you're not supposed to destroy. So we had to come and, and lie across the bridge there and, and do a lot of this thing so they could stop. Even the Miami motel stories, they were telling stories that we don't hear about. The 1950s with the post-World War II boom was when air conditioning really became popular. Can you imagine Miami without air conditioning? The city also saw a rise in immigration at this time, especially with the Cuban refugees. Miami's Jewish population was also growing. Although it's well known for its modern Jewish population, it had actually been illegal for the Jewish residents of Miami Beach to live north of 5th Street until 1947, just five years before the honeymooners from our scene decided to move to Miami Beach. We're, we're playing um, a young couple in 1956. And they're, they're from New York, they're honeymooning on Miami Beach. And um, we're also married in real life, which is super fun. Yeah, we just celebrated our one year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. So it's very easy for us to get into the mindset of these characters. We just saw your room actually, is the character dynamic that they have uh, uh, relatable to you guys? <laughs> Uh, yeah, certainly. You guys are really uh, showing us a very intimate look at this young couple's, you know, first time alone together and their decision and their choice and their fight. How do you guys project such an intimate scene in such a close proximity to your audience? Um, even as an audience member, I felt... Uh, oh, that's, that's awesome. A little voyeuristic. Yeah. It was fun to hear another perspective. Younger. Mm-hmm. This is Generation Z. What do they think? of Miami and then they're interacting with people who are of a different generation. And so that kind of conversation where it shows that, of course, Miami, we know it to be diverse, but it's not just diverse in culture. It's diverse in age, it's diverse in socioeconomic status, just like any city, but it's a whole new light on true Miami. And of course, there's a part where they talk about, you know, the tourist Miami versus yeah. real Miami. But it is, I think we have a melting pot we more do. than a mixed salad in Miami. It just blends. We're just all living and experiencing and interacting with each other and different cultures. And then it becomes our culture, right? Miami culture. So mm-hmm. that was really fun to listen to. Why is it important to you to be involved in telling Miami stories? Because Miami stories cover six continents. I can't say that if we were to do it anywhere else, we'd get the same diversity. We have South America, we have Asia, we have Africa, we have Europe. We are such a hub. So it's important to hear the diaspora of those places, that voice. It's important to hear how 
young people are interacting with these places that they've never even been to, Mm -hmm. it sheds light on so much. Hearing these these stories, it sparks an interest. So imagine what other stories are out there in Miami that we can tell. This is the Fresh Art International Podcast. I'm Kathy Bird. Today, we introduced two new Fresh Art podcasters, Miami-based educators, Janae King and Giselle Hero. These young producers will set the stage for each episode in our Fall 2020 Student Edition micro-series. You'll find other stories from Miami on freshartinternational.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast anywhere you go to listen. Follow us on Instagram at freshartintl. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. Visit our site to learn more and explore the podcast archive we've been building since 2011. While you're there, sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support our stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.